live from Cape Town. This is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Madrasa on A. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to your program Madrasa on E. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson and I am going to be in your company up until 4 o'clock this afternoon inshallah. However, I am joined in studio by special guest none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams and Sheikh of course is going to be presenting once again a Madrasa on E program but this of course is the Hajj edition. I will leave it up to Sheikh to explain as to what we will be covering within this uh, Madrasa on E program as well as the Hajj edition. Sheikh, Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sheikh, how are you doing? Fine, as yourself and Yasmina. Alhamdulillah, doing well. Alhamdulillah. Nice yeah. to have Sheikh back in studio after Shukran a long time. Yes, Sheikh, the Hajj edition madrasa on a Sheikh, maybe want to start off by giving a synopsis as to what will be covered in the series. Inshallah. Inshallah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillah. اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا ورزقنا علما يا ذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Most probably I also want to add a belated Eid Mubarak to everybody May Allah grant acceptance for all of us for this great day of Eid and for the occasion of Eid and as well as that Allah accept from all of us the month of Ramadan اللهم آمين آمين يا رب العالمين الحمد لله um, as for as for the program that we're dealing with, before we actually deal with the program, Auntie Yasmina, would you be mind to be able to make some dua quickly, sure, so that we can sure. go into dua for for, and then I can deal with the bro- the make the breakup of of the program itself. Insha'Allah, uh, we put our hands together. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Bismillahi ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Wal-aqibatu lil-muttaqin. Wal-jannatu lil-muwahidin. Wal-a'udwana illa al-zalimin. والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا فإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة توقنا أذاب النار وادخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا أزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين Shukran jazakum lakhir. And Yasmina, as for your questions, what does this program con- contain of, of the, the Hajj section? It was recommended to me that uh, because there's a, f- f- a month left before the Qujaj goes for Hajj or in the, this period of the next next month, the month of uh, um, July, inshallah. So we'll be running this program right through the until the end of July. To see how much can we cover on 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 everyday basis between uh, um two and 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 um, uh, and asr salah inshallah to see how much can we cover of that but we're looking at initially to be able to identify the processes of hajj um such as its its validity 
and the process that I- its extend of what it consists of, um, how did it develop, and where does it come from, and, and, and its processes, and then we're going into the process of understanding it being one of the, the it's a pillar of the five pillars of Islam, we're looking at that, and then from there onwards we're going over to um, what we call the Hajj in the Holy Quran, how does Allah deal with this Hajj in the Holy Quran? And then after that, Allah, we'll be covering the Hajj of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then thereafter, we will end up with the, the Fiqh of Hajj, inshaAllah. If time allows us, we might be going into some much more detail of, of like the, fiqh, the, the history of Hajj, if there's any time. But it depends all on what is, uh, how much time is left in the, in the process. Because the amount of information for that space of time, unfortunately, is extensive. May Allah open the path and grant us a great amount of exposure, inshallah, for the sake of, of the understanding. And I probably need to just mention here that it is not necessary that the person who listens to this program is a person who goes for Hajj. Mm. Nay, instead, it is something that's a need, that's a fart. Now remember, if anything is a fart, the knowledge thereof is also fart. So yes, in the words of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, says to us, if a person did not make intention for Hajj, and death comes upon that person, he didn't make intention to perform the Hajj, then he would die and he would be offered to be able to die as anything. He can die as a Jew, as a Hindu, as a Christian, as a Buddha, as an atheist. They will be given all the different religions. That are, they will offer him he can die as a Tibeti, may not die as a Muslim, if he did not make intention for Hajj. So, because Hajj is fart, it's not dependent on how much money you have or you don't have. You do not know when Allah has granted you the opportunity or when Allah is going to grant you the opportunity. You and I don't know. But it's a compulsory act. So it compulses that you and I get ourselves and our children prepared for that. And especially if your son is Mukallaf or your daughter and he did not prepare himself for it and death comes upon him or her, then they may off be offered all the different forms to die. Now the Billah may Allah protect all of us and all our children. But grant us to understand the seriousness of this topic and everything that's fart, how important is it that we must make sure the act is fart and the knowledge thereof is equally fart. It's not a sunnah, it's not a maybe, it's not a possibility. It's not something that I want to know or can know or I don't know. It's something I must, M-U-S-T, capital letters, and underline with exclamation marks of so important it is, that's a fart. Something which Allah Ta'ala has put on us and it's a necessity on every Muslim. And the knowledge thereof is even more important than the act. So if you go for Hajj and you don't have the knowledge, you will make a decent mess of the Ibadah. Like if you're going to go perform Salah and you don't know the knowledge of Salah, you will make a decent mess of your Ibadah. In all Ibadah, the Zakah is a fart. So the knowledge of the seeking of Zakah and the implementation thereof is equally a fart. The knowledge of fasting is a fart. Now you say you fast, but you don't go and find what must I do and what's, what's expected of me. You just do it. Yes, then, then you can in only expect to get that value that you put in with the knowledge that you have. May Allah grant us success that we actually make success of all our ibadah, inshallah. Amin, Thumma, Amin. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. Sheikh, bismillah. Shukran jazakrakhir for that one, Auntie Yasmina. In the, in, in, in just before we had the break, we were busy discussing the importance of this ibadah in relative to the fact that it's a fart. And we've told us how important is all the faraid in our life. And, and, and that is not 
but I want to put there. We've seen the ayat and the ahadith that's available of the processes example. Allah says to us pertaining to the fasting of the month of Ramadan. Fasting has been prescribed upon you. It's a fart. It's been made a rule and law upon you. So we need to know. We need to know that. We need to go and seek the understanding and then implement it. And I mean, there's, there's, there's certain hadith that speaks about the, the fact of Ramadan. Say to us, some of us has just been abstaining from eating and drinking as if it is fasting. It's not about abstaining from eating and drinking only because the ahadith is clear and the ayat is clear and Allah says that the purpose for the seeking of the fasting of the month of Ramadan is not to able to abstain or to go into a diet only no the objective is it must be able to develop you you must be able to look at when you abstain and your abstinence must help to develop your character to develop yourself look at who you are to understand to do an introspection of your life and to see how can you develop and make it better similarly in the process of of the knowledge of the fart of Hajj. It is a fart, so nobody can go for Hajj. You will make a decent, decent, decent mess. You remember the seriousness of the ahadith that there is, and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in the subject matter, there will come a time when many a people will go for Hajj. Listen to this hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was a time when many a people will go for hajj, but a handful of them will obtain hajj makbul and mabrur. So the objective is not to go to Makkah and to go into the ihram and to go and perform the ibadah and not have any knowledge in heaven, not to prepare yourself. You will make a decent, decent, a very, very decent mess will you make out of the whole ibadah. Now, Udumillah, sorry for my terminologies, but this is precisely how, this is the precision of the ibadah. It's an ibadah which you need to prepare, and thus Allah says in the Holy Quran, for us in really, uh, with understanding about the Hajj, Fatazawadu, see that you prepare yourself with this ibadah. Believe you me, it is the only ibadah in the whole Quran, not in salah, not in zakah, not in fasting. Does Allah say to yourself, prepare yourself? He tells us what we need to prepare ourselves with. In Hajj, He also tells us what we need to prepare ourselves with, but He reminds us, please see that you prepare. Why? It is a preparational process of years of preparation. It's not tonight or today or this year that I'm going for Hajj and now I can prepare. You will not be able to put in all because it has so much for you to be able to understand and then to implement that. So uh, we hear Allah says, what is the what you see that you prepare yourselves all the time. And as we go along, you, we will be going with that process of preparation, inshallah. May Allah make it easy for us. And I'm not saying these things because I'm thinking bad of us. I'm saying I want us to realize if we understand the extent of the expectation of the ibadah, we can then put in the necessity of commitment to be able to make the best thereof. We'd love to remind those people who's going for Hajj soon in this year, who's going for Hajj, to remind them, please make it still important in your life and in your preparation that you do everything that you understand and implement that to the best of your ability. May Allah grant khair and barakah, insha'Allah. And so it happens to be that Allah Ta'ala has revealed this topic of Hajj according to the ulama in two different occasions. Some of them says it happened in the sixth year of the Hijrah when Allah made Hajj fart according to the ayat. Some of them said Allah made it fart in the tenth year of the Hijrah. Like for instance, Salah became fart in the second year of the Hijrah. 
uh, zakah and fasting became fat in the second year of the hijrah. Hajj becomes fat according to some of them in the sixth year of the hijrah, some of them saying this is in the tenth year of the hijrah. But the scholars describe this and they say, if Allah will have sent its uh, uh, revelation on the sixth year of the hijrah as to the necessity of it, it clearly was that as a message to everybody in this ummah, the ahadith makes that clear by saying to us, that this is an ibadah which Allah expects you to be able to have a lot of total, a great amount of preparation. And you need to then in the preparational process prepare yourselves for it so that you can have that moment when you do it, you do your very best. And thus the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says to us in a hadith, Al-Hajju marra faman zada fahuwa tatawwa. Oh, kama qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, our messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says to us, Hajj is but to be performed once. It's a necessity for you once in your lifetime. Which means it's expected that you should prepare yourselves to be able to perform, perform the Hajj and that you do it once and you do your best in it. Your, your, your preparation process should be so good. You should be working at such a high level in preparation. So that you do the ibadah that time the best. But you haven't been away for Umrah most probably. You haven't been there prior. You don't know what the situation is like. Now if you haven't been there, whatever can be done as preparation, see that you do those preparations. And you work hard in those preparations so that Allah can grant you the day that you perform your hajj. You do the very, very best. And we're not performing a hajj because I can do another hajj. If you've been granted another hajj, alhamdulillah, the second one must be so many more times greater and better in the sight of Allah. And the, the process must be able to de- de- allow you to derive positivity to make you a better person. Our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked the question, a messenger of Allah, how do I know if a hajj is accepted? He's been asked, how do I know if my hajj is accepted? The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says to the Sahabi, you will know it by yourself. And he said, but how do I know that by myself? How do I know it by myself? And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa responded said, by the way you live your life when you return after your hajj, in comparison with what you did prior to your hajj. So if you've lived a lifestyle prior to your hajj, and it's at a certain level, and you do not come back and live at a level superior to that. Your Islam is much greater. Your Iman is much higher. Your Ihsan is on the highest level. And your commitment in yourself with your Lord Allah is not so much more greater. Then you may ask, answer the question for yourself. Is my Hajj accepted? Yes or no? Remember the other Hadith when many will go up to Makkah? But a handful of them will obtain Hajj Makbun and Mabrur. So what does this speak about? The, the importance of the essence of... Uh, uh, preparing ourselves to be able to make us to grant, be granted a Hajj Makbun and a Hajj Mabrur. And many a pro, uh, uh, time, and I mean, uh, I've been reared with this understanding. And if I say I've been reared, I'm referring, and many of our elderly people have been reared with the understanding when we go for Hajj, we go there with the intention of, of the forgiveness of Allah. Ta'ala. No, no, no. It's a total misconception. Total, total misconception that we go to Makkah because Allah needs to forgive our sins. That's a total misconception. The reality is, I go to Makkah with the intention to get so solid and firm connection with myself and my Lord, so much my greater, and I work in this ibadah of mine to obtain the highest level 
of hard work and commitment for the sake of Allah, where my total life there is only ibadah, 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 and nothing else. There's no work, no doing this, no doing that. Everything has almost been done for me. And everything is only about ibadah. Five times a days I'm in salah, I'm around the Kaaba, I'm spending. Allah has given me this great opportunity. He's taken me, He's brought me to this great place, and He exposed me to all this greatness and wonders where I do not pay a single cent for all those things, and it's all being given to me. If I do not make my ibadah to the best level, and I do not work to be able to make it the best, I got nobody else to blame. I can't blame anybody else, and I'm to be blamed for my, for whatever I get. But remember, nobody gets a Hajj Magbul and Mabrur unless you've worked for it. You've worked for it hard. And so in every one's request that comes and knocks at our door to greet and say to us he's going for Hajj, part of his quest will always be, make dua that Allah grants me a Hajj Magbul and Mabrur. And we make dua for that. But it's not what you and I make as dua. If you we all of us makes dua and ask Allah grant and the Hujaj hasn't put in the effort, it's not something that comes from a tree that you pluck from a tree and here you get it. It's not something that's from the sky. It's something that you work for. You're committed, you work hard for, you if you have your focus, you work at it all the time and you realize you're there with the millions, but it's the ibadahs between me and my Lord Allah. And it's me working and making the best. May Allah grant khair and barakah for all our hujaj. And grant our hujaj to be able to obtain the processes of Hajj Magbul and Mabrur. And so, as we've said, the scholars told us it happened in the 6th, 6th year, and some of them says it's in the 10th year. They says to us, when we say it in the 6th year, it's very clear, because it then meant that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa had to perform the Hajj in the 6th year, but he only performed it in the 10th year of the Hijrah. So why did he delay something? Allah has made something fart. It's one thing to tell us the amount of implementation, of preparation that needs to go in place, so that by the 10th year, the person could actually say, he has done that. I need to be able just to share with us here the Hajj is fart as Allah Ta'ala says what Allah Ta'ala says some scholars say to us Hajj is fart and Umrah is fart Hajj is fart and Umrah is fart some of them says Hajj is fart and Umrah is not a fart right um, when, 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 when we say that Hajj is fart and Umrah is fart it must be done at least once in your lifetime you must be able to perform the Hajj and the Umrah May Allah open the path for all of us and grant success in our lifestyle, inshallah. We've indicated to you that the extent of what happens in this ibadah, the scholars tell us it's a very intensive ibadah. And there need to be extensive commitment to it. A very intensive ibadah, which means you need to be absolutely focused. Why am I going? Why am I here? Now, sorry to say these words, I normally make this joke, and allow me to make the joke, let all our people understand, I usually say to the Khujaj, please, if you don't mind, if you go to Makkah, the whole Makkah, in the whole Makkah, there's only two baits. In the whole of Makkah, as big as Makkah is, there's only two baits. There's only two baits in the whole of Makkah. The two baits that is in Makkah, the one is called Baitullah. The other one is called the bait that you people sleep in. That's the only two baits in the whole of Makkah. The one is called Baytullah, the house of Allah. And that one is the one with Allah says, وَأَتِمُّ الْحَجَّ وَالْأُمْرَةَ لِلَّهِ And Allah uh, performed the Hajj and the Umrah for the sake of Allah. And Allah says, وَلِلَّهِ عَلَى النَّاسِ حِجُّ الْبَيْتِهِ Allah made the Hajj a fart at the Baytullah. At that bait. So, 
You go with the intention to be connected to the Baytullah. You need to keep yourself focused at the Baytullah, connected with the Baytullah. And through the Baytullah, you'll be able to get the commitment to make value of your status of the Hajj on those like six days of Hajj, called the day of... Uh, uh, the, the, the day before going in, 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 into Arafah, and then the day of Arafah, and then the, um, the three days, uh, the, the four days after that, the day of, of slaughter, and then the three days after that. Collectively, that makes the six days. But you get your, as the Nabi Sallallahu says, al Hajju Arafah, that it's all about having to culminate on Arafah. On Arafah, it culminates the ibadah, culminates, it comes to an end there. And you know, now put the cherry on top of it all. It covers it all. You've now come to the main aspect. That, that is Arafah, Allah, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says to us. But the ob- objective is you need to be able to perform the hajj. Initially, start the ibadah and develop it as from the moment when you enter into the state of ihram and the processes that you deal with at the Baytullah of Allah ta'ala. So we've seen in, 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 in the verses of Allah in, 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 in Surah number 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 196, May Allah grant khair and barakah, and our people grow and develop the inshallah. We've indicated to you that this ibadah has to be done once in our lifetime. We just want to last, but at least remind us that it is the fifth pillar of the five pillars of Islam. The fifth pillar of the five pillars, and we'd like to look, to, to just put it in, in sequence for us to understand and see the big picture and from there onwards to make the value and the best of that ibadah. Shukran jazakallah khair. Shukran so much. We were speaking about the, the, the issues that made this subject matter far than the extensiveness and the intensity in, in the, the, the fact that Allah has made it once a necessity in our life and if it's done once we need to be able to do it to the best of our ability and as we want to do it more it needs, needs to be upgrade the quality furthermore inshallah we've also ended up the statement by saying that it is the fifth pillar of the five pillars of Islam now um, we understand that there's five pillars in the subject matter of Islam and this happened to be the last of the fifth one the fifth one the last one of the five and so if we speak about Islam, that I am Muslim, some, it is something Allah expects of us that we must all make a necessity in preparation to be able to see that we do. So all five is a necessity for us. The Kalima Shahada, the Salah, the Zakah, the fasting of the month of Ramadan and the Hajj. But all of them calls for preparation and all of them calls for the seek and the understanding of what is expected and we need to be able to implement that in our life. May Allah grant that it becomes a reality that we actually go and seek the understanding and apply that in our life inshallah. Allowing me just to be able to speak to us from the side of the fact that this is the last pillar. Now, uh, um, I, I normally use an example by saying to us, if we read a book and you go to the last chapter in that book and you read that book, did you understand what was happening? Could you understand the last chapter? And that, does that mean that you've read the last chapter and now you understand the book and the information? No, you definitely will not understand. You will not understand what is actually telling you. They're telling you in the last chapter because everything in the last chapter tells you about the first chapter, the second chapter, and so and so and so. And so when we speak about the Arkan of Hajj, I'm sorry, if you speak about the subject matter of Islam, the pillars of Islam, the fifth pillar is Hajj. And if that is the last 
chapter in the book, then obviously it means the other chapters must be understood, must be implemented, must be lived by. You should have been uh, having it as a reality in your life. And I am not going to have the luxury to go into all those luxuries, but I'm going to do what we say, looking at those things that and how is that important and the importance of those things in my life. So the first pillar of the five pillars, which means if this is the last pillar, then the other pillars is a necessity. It's a fart. You cannot dream it without it. And so it's the height of impossibility if anybody wants to go for Hajj this year and he only accepted Islam yesterday. It's not to do with your amount of money. It's to do with the fact Allah can grant you Hajj. But it means if you haven't prepared yourself, you are ill-prepared. And if you're ill-prepared, you're going to de- do a decent in Ill preparation is going to mean indecent way that you're going to deal with a job. May Allah protect. And so we need to let everybody understand that the fard of hajj is not something that is a necessity in accordance to the fact that you have money. Yes, the words Allah says that have... Uh, uh, that Hajj is the necessity of, upon mankind. Manista It is a fart on those people who in Akshafak has made the necessary preparation, who has taken the preparational work, who's worked hard to be able to see and they know what they want to go do and how it should be done. And but they do not know whether they have the money. But it's a fart upon them. It's a fart upon them. And if they've made, made no preparation, they can choose to die for any other form. But not as a Muslim. This is not me saying this. This is our Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam who says this to us. In the mind of understanding the seriousness of the subject matter. And so we then go into let's look at the... Let's just put things into place uh, on a broad scale. We speak about the, 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 the other four pillars prior to the fifth one. Prior to the last one in Islam. The first one is to do with Islam. It speaks about my kalima shahada. And what does my kalima shahada tell me? My commitment to be a slave of Allah. My commitment to the fact that I identify Allah as the Lord of everything. And He is the creator and sustainer and He has the power of everything. And everything that exists and that, they ex- that is in being, He is, he is the sole creator of it and he, is, he looks after everything and He serves everything. That's to do with the Rububiyya and that takes us to the Uluhiyya of Allah which says that therefore if Allah is the only one that alone that has created everything and He alone looks after and serves everything He alone, alone, alone deserves to be worshipped nothing and nobody and it will be a foolish person who dreams the fact he can worship something other besides Allah May Allah grant us to become real Muslims who understand my worshipping must be for Allah and for Allah alone. I do not worship anything or anybody other than Allah. And yes, we must not misunderstand. When you live your life around the bank, then you worship the bank. And when you live your life around uh, uh, music, then you worship music. And you live your life around a person, and that person is important, and your mindset has been taken over by that person, then you worship that person. This is Allah and His Rasul telling us this. I'm just mentioning it to us. And so... If you are a person with your heart in sports and sports is your life, then unfortunately you worship sport. 
You, 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 you claim you love Allah by tongue, but you're worshipping His sport. May Allah protect. And so we need to see, what is my life like? Because a Muslim is somebody whose whole life surrounds Allah and Allah and Allah first, last and forever. First, Allah, in his whole life, Allah until the very end, Allah. That is a Muslim. The other things is additional to life. There's nothing wrong in having to implement your life in interaction with those things, but it must not take the highlight of your life. It must not be the most important thing in your life, and it must not be where your life surrounds it, and everything in it is the thing that that thing you worship. That thing may Allah protect us, and we come to realize what is worshiping, and thus in our first, the first. Pillar of the pillars of Islam is a fir- the pillar of worshipping Allah and Allah alone. And in that process of worshipping, we have the fact that we make salah for nobody else, uh, for Allah and for Allah alone, and we follow our total life in the manner and form of the tariqah of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. You can send through your questions through to the number 47913. Alternatively, you can send it through to the WhatsApp number, which is 072-238-0712. Sheikh Tafato. Shukran jazakallah khair 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 We were speaking about the, uh, the fact that the, the, uh, the rukun of hajj is a rukun, a final and last pillar that there is, but it must be understood in the relationship with all the other arkan. And it is a developmental process that happens in the fifth pillar. And it's something that you need to work for and work hard for in preparation to be able to see that the Hajj becomes a, a process. And so it's a, a lifelong preparation that you need to work with. And thus, we said to you, it's the, f- the last pillar and you want to make the best of that last pillar. If the other pillars is not in place, you will not be able to make a decency of the last pillar. So all the pillars is something that you must have developed yourself with to be able to see that you become a successful person in making the best of that last pillar. And we've mentioned to you the first pillar that there is. This pillar speaks about the importance of who Allah is. And we say, Ashhadu, I testify to the fact, and la ilaha illallah, that there is none worthy of worship except Allah. But we say, worshipping is all about knowing that I am going to serve my Lord. What is His command I was going to carry out? What He expects of me, I'm going to live by. If He commands me, I'm going to do that. If He advises me, I'm going to see that that is the, the way I live my life. If he prevents me, I abstain from those things. So that tells me what worshipping is all about. And I need to be able to love that worship because I say, I by testimony to the fact that none deserves to be worshipped except for Allah. But I can't say those words with my tongue and I worship something else or somebody else. I need to be able to then see, do I really worship Allah or do I worship many other things? And as we've said, if your life is that you worship cars and you worship uh, sports or you worship uh, 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 players and other things, then unfortunately those are the things that you worship. May Allah protect us and we do not worship any other but Allah Ta'ala and make us true Muslimin that we live as Islam and die with Islam. The Kalima Shahada is words you simply need to say. But many of us under the impression it is words that we need to say only. Nay, it is not. Its message must be understood. And you must be able to know and ask yourself, am I Muslim? Am I really Muslim? Do I really say the Kalima Shahada with understanding? And do I really love that message by having to say that I worship nobody else besides Allah? 
May Allah grant us to be Muslim, all of us. And yes, I would wish for us to understand. But people, being a Muslim in the first pillar says to me, I must say the words, but it mustn't be on my tongue only. It must be in from my heart and my mind must be participative so that I can now understand when Allah speaks, I must listen to it. So obviously the understanding of this Quran that Allah sent and the message in this Quran and what Allah told us in this Quran is in all part of that Kalima Shahada. And that is all of my admission to the fact that He is the one worthy of worship. And I understand Him. And we said before worshipping, we need to identify Him as the one who's created everything. And He tells us about His creation in the whole Quran. He tells us about the fact that He's created the camel and the might and the power and the wonderful things that you find in the camel. And He tells us about the sun and the moon and the stars and the skies. He tells us what has happened. He tells us what is happening and He tells us what's going to happen of His creation. And He's the sole creator and He tells us of all those things because He's the creator and He's the only one that can tell us about that and it's all factual to the T there's nothing that says a maybe or it's a conclusion no it's, 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 it's all factual in the Quran and so when he gives a command you and I need to know part of my kalima shahada is he is the one I worship and if he told me that he says in the holy Quran وَقَدَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّا your Lord has made it a necessity upon you Then when you worship, you worship nobody But nobody else but Him And Him alone So part of His worshipping He says, I've made a necessity on you That you show respect to your parents As part of your worshipping As part of your submission to me Your Lord, I've made it a fart upon you As worshipping me Your worshipping me is when you have A mother and a father That you respect them to every extend your mother most so your mother most so you do everything for your mother you break your back for your mother you go the million miles for your mother and you don't ever ask any yes but or and Allah says you don't ever say oof you don't say oh, yeah my mommy and oh no you never ever ever say that it's not befitting you are then becoming kafir by Allah you're becoming like a kafir if you have the audacity to say anything of that nature when it comes to Allah Ta'ala because that is when Allah says what worshipping is all about so we need to understand when we say and I worship none other but Allah it is not superficial to say that is not worshipping Allah that is a portion of worship only a very very small portion you need to do that but being a muslim in submission to allah it has a lot of understanding what is the message of allah that you and i need to see we need to live by and that which allah expects for us to do shukran so much for that sheikh the voice there of sheikh ibrahim abrams of course speaking to us on our series and also this is your program Madrasa on a developing Islam in me knowing that you can still send through your questions through to the number 47913 alternatively you can also send through a whatsapp message I'm thinking that's probably much easier and that is on 072-238-0712 the messages in which we have received shukran so much for sending that through we will be reading out a little bit later we will be tackling your messages and then also I will take this opportunity now to mention to you 
you that the certification given that is going to be taking place on Saturday the 1st, that will be at the Vanguard Mall Pearl of India. That is where that is going to be taking place. However, if you have attended the workshops and the excursions, then Kanala, you need to make contact with Serena Talib, which is on 21 Double four two three five hundred, and you can speak to Zerina. Alternatively, you can send her an email to Zerina J at vocfm.co.za. However, we are speaking about Hajj, and this is going to be our Hajj series. And there is a few messages that came through. Sheikh it says here from the number five nine five nine on our SMS line. It says, "Can I cancel the Umrah and save it for my Hajj when I'm prepared?" Inshallah, Amin. Sheikh. As to the question that was asked, can I postpone my, my Umrah for a Hajj or can I cancel it? In actual fact, um, the, 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 as we've said earlier, the scholars have made us clear that the Hajj and the Umrah is a fart. But does it mean that you need to perform an Umrah before the Hajj or after the Hajj? The words of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam makes it clear and says to us, when you perform a hajj, try to follow it up with an umrah. And if you perform an umrah, try to follow it up with a hajj. Those words very clearly indicate to us that we must be able to do the things separately. But you could also perform your hajj and your umrah collectively in one. As for preparation for hajj, sometimes it's needed for people to be able to have the exposure that they go for umrah as well. But if it means that the person doesn't know that he will have the financial ability tomorrow to go, then it is best that that person try to be able to do the Hajj and the Umrah in one, and to do and go for the Hajj then, but see that the necessary sense of preparation goes about with it. And the preparation is financial preparation is one, educational preparation is two, spiritual preparation is three, your, uh, um, uh, what we say, your, 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 um, lifestyle that you interact with that is part of your preparation because that's going to affect the way you perform your Hajj so all those things is part of preparation a financial preparation is one aspect of the preparation of Hajj but all those is part of it and if you is your financial preparation is going to be the thing that is going to be a hazard for you in the fact that you might not be able to obtain the, again the ability to perform it then 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 the person would say it's possible for you to then postpone the umrah to be performed in the period of hajj the hajj and the umrah together may allah grant khair and barakah for all of us inshallah shukran so much sheikh for that and then yes another message that came through from the same person that says salam if my uh, if my husband did his umrah but not hajj my mother-in-law wants him to send me alone for umrah but my niya is for hajj and not fully prepared for it yeah um as for as for number one uh, uh, most probably we need to let us understand it is best if you could as I said earlier that if you could have the understanding exposure of the Umrah but at the same time we must be able to understand that it's not best to send any woman alone for Hajj or for Umrah never ever ever because what our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has taught us the importance of in that ibadah is such as an intense ibadah and there's a lot of relationship with your partner is much to do with it. It's either breaking or making the process. If your, if your, if whoever sends you on this umrah and sends you alone there and you as a person is there, you will meet up with the opposite sex and they're going to be dressed in the haram format. You imagine a man sees a lot of women with beautiful faces around 
around him and this is the haram of Makkah, it can affect his hajj or can affect his umrah. The same happened with a uh, with woman coming around with seeing men beautifully dressed and, and, and I'm speaking of beautifully dressed in the film of Ihram and the, 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 the chest is open and you see the six pack and you see wow the beautiful well built men that is walking around you and you as a woman alone you will definitely be affected shaitan is not going to leave you alone it's going to affect you so yes everybody must become aware of the fact that we do not send anybody no male or female alone if they are married please go together and if they're not going together let's see that we go there in a sense of protectional processes so that we when we think of the fact of hajj of umrah in terms of what effects can make the thing because it's not going for hajj and umrah it's not going and being there or being in Ikram, you've just wasted your money and your time and everything. It's not to do with wastage, it's to do with the fact that you see that you do what is necessary as what Allah and His Rasul expects of us. May Allah grant our hujaj and the people who go for Umrah to make the ibadah the best and not to just go there and do what they think they must do, but not doing it in accordance with Allah and His Rasul. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. We now break for our ads and when we come back, we'll continue with the last uh, segment and that is, of course, with Madrasa on air. Stay tuned. However, we've got about three minutes left before we go for our Asr as well as our ending off. However, Sheikh, I'm probably going to take this time now in terms of allowing the listener to know about the certification given that will be taking place on Saturday, which is the 1st of July, inshallah. And that is, of course, going to be taking place at the Pearl of India out at Vangate Mall. It's going to be starting at 4 o'clock the afternoon, inshallah. So for those of you who will be attending or who has attended the previous workshops as well as the excursion, please make contact with Zirina on 021-442-3500. Alternatively, you can email Zirina, that is Z-E-R-I-E-N-A-J at vocfm.co.za to confirm your attendance as well as the correct spelling of your name that is required. As well as Sheikh Ibrahim, Abrams will also be uh, speaking and giving a short talk, inshallah, and there will also be keynote uh, speakers. However, Sheikh, I'm going to be asking Sheikh to make dua, inshallah. Before we, we're going into the end of the show today. Yes, it definitely. Khair, inshallah. I just want to give the reminder of the fact that there's going to be an excursion taking place. Um, where uh, the people, uh, those all those people who wants to participate in a spiritual and physical excursion, it happens on the 15th and 16th of of of, of, of July, inshallah, where people could be participating. It happens on the 15th, early morning from Fajr onwards until the next day, Dhuhr, inshallah. Uh, that's on the 15th and ended on the 16th. We said, inshallah, um, we will be giving you further details on that in in, in the future, inshallah. And I suppose we, as you said, we need to end of our show, inshallah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wal-aqibatu lil-muttaqin, wal-jannatu lil-muwahidin, wal-a'udwana illa ala-zhalimin, wa-salatu wa-salamu ala ashraf al-anbiya'i wal-mursaleen, Sayyidina wa Mawlana Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahabihi wa barik wa salim. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun, wa salamun al-mursaleen, walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wal-asr, inna al-insana lafi husr, illa al-lazina amanu wa amilu al-salihat, wa tawasaw bil-haqq, wa tawasaw bil-sabr, wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahabihi wa barik wa salim. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Shaykh, shukran so much for that dua. And we have ended the show.